Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Beer and Bayonets. Of course, I am your host, Mo. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. So if you've ever watched a movie, watched a TV show, read a book, you've probably heard of the United States Army Rangers. In the history of the United States Army, at any given time, there's about 3,600 Rangers on active duty, give or take. In recent history, there have only been 50 women to ever earn a United States Army Ranger tab. My next guest, Major Sid Jacks, is one of those trailblazers. Ma'am, welcome to the show. It's great to have you. Thanks for having me. Oh, of course. Happy to be here. Yeah. Um, so, one thing, whether folks know about the 75th Ranger Regiment or Ranger School or any of those, uh, one thing you've never heard anyone ever say is, oh, that was easy. Right? Like, if that that's not a term that is ever associated with either of those organizations. Uh, and not only did you attend RASP, uh, Ranger Assessment and Selection Program, you're one of 50 women to ever earn a Ranger tab in history. Uh, so, ma'am, please, uh, floor is yours. Obviously, you're an exceptional human being, so please just uh, all yours. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so I think we're up to like, I hate being like, um, this is the EG in me. The first thing I'm saying is correcting numbers, but um, I think we're up to about like 120 now. Oh, okay. Um, All right. Yeah. Tab to email. Check my facts um, All right. Yeah. But it probably, we're probably close to about like maybe 20 or so women um, who have filtered through and served in the 75th Ranger Regiment. Yeah. Hopefully it's a little bit higher than that. I might might be a little closer to thirty. Um, but yeah, like that, I, I served there for two and a half years. I am AG pure, so I commissioned out of the University of Scranton. Played basketball there for four years. Nice. Did ROTC, commissioned out of there um, as AG right away. And um, I've only been AG, and I'm still the only female AG person with a ranger tab and hopefully that changes that's one of the goals of my mentoring and my balance your grit page um is just trying to get more women to go for certain goals um so i've been active duty now for about 10 and a half years uh a couple units i was either the first or second female um in that infantry unit and now that I did a training with industry in Orlando. I'm up here in DC designing future releases for IPSE. And in my free time, yeah, I, I run this page. Yeah. <laughs> IPSE is going live in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, and in my free time, I run this page called balance your grit, um, really focused on reaching back and mentoring women, um, to teach them the good, the bad and the ugly, the things that work, the things that don't work. Sure. Um, and just trying to help them stay focused, stay on path, and continue to do better than the ones I have come before them. Um, not saying that we didn't do well, and that not saying that us women who are kind of the first in that integration wave um, aren't doing well, but we should always keep getting better, and yeah, we should absolutely. keep learning from each other, and we should keep talking and not be insecure um, with areas that we can be better. Um, and mental health is definitely one of them. Um, being secure with yourself as a woman is definitely one of them. And the best way to learn that is talking to other people who have gone through it. So 
um, just trying to build a community of honest feedback and communication within that community. And I think it also kind of educates men as well, some of the things that we deal with every every single day. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you talk a lot about women and empowerment, which is fantastic. As a father of two daughters, uh, I'm obviously a huge fan and a uh, big belief in that. But th- this isn't just specific to women right like these no. this unit like has an attrition rate of 65 percent for for guys going through rasp like this isn't just oh because i'm a woman i'm at a disadvantage these are hella hard units just to get into to begin with All right yeah. so i mean it's it's amazing that you're doing this and i i appreciate it but uh and just what i guess what message would you have uh for really anyone that maybe man or a woman but definitely obviously females uh just based on percentages, what advice would you, you have for someone considering, hey, I'm thinking about trying out for something like this, but I don't think I have what it takes? The, the first thing, so there, there's two things. Um, and I try to not answer, I try not to go to physical fitness right away because that's it. That's an obvious thing. Sure, right, right. Um, and my page is not like a fitness page or anything because there's plenty of those out there. Like, obviously, you've got to be fit. Like, right. obviously, you've got to you've got to be willing to push your body beyond what your body thinks it can do, what your mind thinks it can do. But that's one of the most important parts is your mind and is your brain, um, is your personality, like knowing yourself and two ways to get there is building a support circle of people in your life that are good influences that are honest uh, mm-hmm. that who truly know who you are so that when you start to slip or if you start to um, get out of shape in your brain a little bit, those people can recognize it and help you stay on path um, who you can reach out to for advice and reach out to for mentorship. Um, even if it's like once every couple months or once a year, sure. um, but that's extremely important to start building that network. Um, not it's not like a professional network to like get to you know maneuver yourself to a certain position it's not that it's saying being able to stay focused and healthy and within reality um so that's one of the things i definitely stress mm-hmm. and that really leads to really knowing yourself knowing your strengths and weaknesses knowing what you can offer to the team um knowing what you're not so good at and being able to adapt to those weaknesses Um, it's unique to every person and we have to get to a place where we're not so insecure with our weaknesses, but understand them and know how to overcome them, um, and what you contribute to the team. So those two things are really the first bits of advice that I, I give to people that I talk to. And some people can't even answer those questions about themselves and, and that's okay. Right. And that's, that's why it's important to find those people that help pull that information out of you and help give you that self-awareness. Yeah, no, I, I love that. That's great. Yeah. I've, I've uh, you know, I've been around the special operations community for over 15 years now. And one thing that I've noticed, uh, a common thread across multiple organizations, in the special operations community is self-awareness. I think that's kind of, mm-hmm. kind of what you're hitting at. Like, uh, and it's a rare quality. Like to be self-aware, there's a difference between confidence and arrogance, right? Arrogant man or woman walks into a room and thinks they're the best. The confident one walks in there and knows it, right? You don't have to tell everyone, Uh, but that takes self-awareness. Like you said, 
being aware of your strengths as well as your weaknesses. And I would say even more so your weaknesses because that gives you something, a, a, a point to work on and something to focus on, right? If you're good at something, you're yeah. good. Cool. Awesome. It's the stuff that you're not good at that you got to work on that makes you the best of the best, right? Yeah. And sometimes even that confidence is being confident in your strengths and being aware of your weaknesses. Um, you don't have to be the best. Like that's another thing too with with uh, the people self-selecting them, themselves out from going for hard things. Oh, yeah. You you don't have to be the best. You have to be your best and and be a team player. That's awesome. You know, um, I just, I, look, I'm, I'm physically fit. I pass the standards, know the standards were not dropped for me. <laughs> like, like whatever oh, right, the comments right, say, right, like right. all of that conversation, yeah. like, no, like <laughs> I did the standards, but what I'm confident in is the unique skills that I have as an AG brain, as kind of a nerd, as a very organized, um, very analytical, very mathematical thinking ag officer you know i i know what those strengths are and what how that how i can contribute that to a platoon at ranger school or the regimental s1 shop or designing ipsa software um being confident in your strengths and being aware of your weaknesses um as long as you don't have to be the best at everything you just have to not quit and uh want to get absolutely absolutely i'm i'm a testament to that i have uh I've been doing stuff I'm not qualified to do for a very long time just because I was too dumb to quit. So I completely understand that, man. And just for our folks out there who are not necessarily in the military, uh, AG, can we elaborate a little bit on that? Yep. So that's the Adjutant General Corps. Um, it's just as old as the infantry, um, which people don't realize. I did but not know that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Makes sense. Um, people have been having think, to get paid you know, since I, day one, so. Yeah, you know, I think so, like, George Washington had, um, like, the first position that he appointed as his right-hand man was AG, and uh, really? that's how they, yeah, so, that's but awesome. what I think, like, looking back at history, <laughs> I think it's a little bit closer to, like, what your your command sergeant major or your sergeant major does with actually, like, taking care of the individual, taking care of the person, oh, like, sure looking at the force, looking at the strength, looking at the numbers and the operational strength and, and taking care of, of soldiers. Mm -hmm. Um, so the adjutant general branch, it's the HR branch of the army. Um, we don't always have the best reputation. We're kind of the butt end of a lot of jokes. It's fine. I joke about us as well. Um, and army HR is very different than civilian HR. Um, it's a, a majority of our job yes, we look at promotions and awards and pay and leave and all those things. But what I, what I love about AG is that operational strength um, is mm -hmm. looking at, okay, what's our aggregate strength? How do we get more people to be deployable? What are, what are, what does the right team look like? What does the right company commander and first sergeant pair look like? How are people working together? Does that working relationship fit with those people and really sure. looking at looking at it as more of like operational strength to go to war and on the the dark side of it you know the, the casualty operation piece when right. in like jumping into a drop zone and you know we're working through building up our strength or casualties um injuries and what do you have to do operationally 
to adapt to those those number fluctuations um, and the emotion that goes into casualty operations in real world. Like it's it's heavy, but sure. it's a significant purpose um, to take care, know that knowing that you're taking care of that individual and their family. Um, it's a it's a an extreme purpose that you feel as a staff officer. So that's awesome. I guess I, I admittedly myself have never thought of it that way. So I appreciate that, man. Mm-hmm. So, um, again, I, I really appreciate your time, ma'am. If, uh, yeah. there's anyone out there listening, any last words of encouragement or anything just coming from a highly accomplished individual like yourself? Yeah. You know, I think, um, I think what, you know, I, I deal with a lot of, I've had my lows, like I've had my mental health lows and I think it has stemmed from, you know, I have a very high tolerance for people who doubt me mm-hmm. um, or who don't think that a woman can do a certain thing or just an AG officer can do a certain thing. So I have a pretty high tolerance when it comes to doubt from individuals. But if you don't have, um, no matter how confident you are, if you don't have a good foundation of support, whether whether it's even faith or spirituality or a strong partner, strong friends, strong mentors, um, you can you can start to become very insecure and you can kind of fall off track. Sure. And, you know, I'll come back to that. So I'm going to talk about the word grit. And I think we hear that word a lot. Mm -hmm. We hear um, the audio of it played on certain things on TikTok or Instagram, or you hear um, speaks like speeches about grit. There's books about grit Um, Mm -hmm. and grit is you need it. Um, It keeps you from quitting. It keeps you from being selfish. Um, It keeps you pushing for a team. Um, and for a purpose, but that grit can sometimes have a dark side to it where it can keep you from taking a step back sometimes and looking at reality, um, and looking at what that grit is sending you to. I, you know, I was raised as like quitting is not an option. Um, and you have to finish everything you start. You have to be the best that not better than everybody else, but you have to be the best at what you can be in it. You know, like if I came home with like a 95 on my, on my test, it's okay. Well, what did you get wrong? And those things really develop that grit where it's like, okay, no, I got to keep getting better. I got to keep doing it. Got to keep doing it. I can't quit. Quitting's not an option. And you have to be like that, but it's also very important to be able to take a, take a look in the mirror and see if that grit is sending you on the right path or not. Or if you have to maybe add add some things to that grit, add emotion to it, or add um, softer qualities to that to that grit formula. Because mm. um, I I saw myself, you know, going down. A, I went down a path of being very very focused, very tunnel vision, um, very hardworking. Just ran my body into the ground. And I ran my body and my mind into the ground because I was like, no, I, I have to keep going. Like I have to keep, I have to keep going. But if you 
are like that, then you're not at your full capacity. Um, you're not fully healthy. If you're running, if you're running, you know, if you're in sixth gear for too long and if you have to ramp up to a seventh gear, you don't have a seventh gear. Mm. And I learned that at regiment, um, one of my supervisors I worked for, they were like, you have to be able to maintain effectiveness and healthy and run your shop at like a seven out of 10, because when you have to flex up to a nine or a 10, you can do that. And it's for a short stint, and then you got to bring it back down to a seven. And I wasn't like that. I was sure. like, I'm at a nine out of ten right. every day. Right. I'm going hard in the paint every single day. Right. And um, I think that's that can be like a dark side of grit sometimes. And that's one of the things I talk to a lot of, to, to the women about is like sometimes patience is a good thing. Um, sometimes saying, okay, maybe I'm not ready for this or maybe I need a little bit more training or maybe I do need to schedule, like have a therapist and talk to them once, once a week or go to the psych Mm -hmm. every other week um, or have a hobby outside of work or maybe work yoga into my workout plan or just not work out for a certain day. Right. Um, And for that sustained that sustainment, that self-sustainment. And I worked myself harder than what I, you know, I should have slowed it down a little bit. And I really lost myself in that. And I think there's a lot of people, you know, regardless of gender and sex that go down that path in the military culture, it breeds that. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) And um, I think it's important for leaders to, share techniques or share their story about how they can bring it back and find that sustained living so that you can continue to be effective and healthy for the people that you're leading. Um, so that's why I kind of, I use that term balance your grit for my page because Mm -hmm. that grit that gets us to this achievement and to those hard jobs and to those hard units, um, that we all want to be in that, I loved, like, I loved taking, I loved being the regimental S1 for the guys that I thought had the hardest job. Um, but sometimes you gotta, you gotta tweak that grit to be able to keep doing it. You have to, there's gotta be a balance somewhere. There's gotta be a give somewhere. That's awesome. And I, that that's a huge piece of advice that I give these women is like, you're gonna, you're gonna face a lot of people that doubt you. You're gonna face a lot of people that don't want to see you succeed. There's, you're going to face a lot of people that no matter what you tell them, they're going to have a reason of like why the standards are different or why you shouldn't be there or why you, sh- you shouldn't, you can't do it. And having somebody to talk to, like for these younger women that are going into this right out of college or right out of high school, to have those, you know, mid-grade in, in NCOs and officers, the women to talk to is be like just learning how to deal with that no matter how much you block it out, like it's a, it's a cancer. It's, it's toxic. Sure. Um, just helping them be able to stay focused and stay healthy while dealing with all of that extra noise. Um, eventually, hopefully it'll go away, but I mean, it's, it's, I get it every day. Um, but I just have tech, I just have techniques and tactics for, for how to deal with it now. But I, I didn't back then. I would just either laugh at it, but, I never really processed it. So I'm just trying to, it's there. Like for a lot of the women I talk to, they ask me, 
what dealing with that is like. And I'm like, it, you're going to deal with it. You're going to get it every day. Sometimes you might even get it from your family. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to have those people that you can talk to, to remember that you're not, you, that's not unique to you. It's, it's not hate towards you. A lot of the time it's their own insecurities being projected out on others. Um, mm. so mm. it's, there's a, there's a lot there that, you know, we're just trying to give support to those, to those women that are trying to go on these really hard paths. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it, man. That's a, uh, makes a lot of sense. I definitely think, uh, like you said, regardless of gender, right, that's something that's highly overlooked yeah. most times. Like top performers will burn themselves into the ground and, mm-hmm. you know, being at war now for uh, previously the last 20 years, we're starting to see the effects of it more and more. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's unfortunate. Like people overlook that. Cause like you said, we've been in the red for so long. We forgot what it's like to be green. Right. Cause we've just been yeah. going hard for so long. So that, that's awesome. I appreciate it. Yeah. And coupling that, coupling that with COVID and right, right. being at home. Right. Um, there's a lot of people who have not been home for a very long time mm-hmm. because they're serving their country and doing hard shit. And I, it's, uh, you know, the topic of mental health, having it discussed so much is great. I think there's a huge saturation of it. Um, but it's also like, that's the other thing. Like we talked about self-awareness at the beginning. It's not self-awareness is not an easy thing. It's not a fun thing to gain either. I think it's very intimidating for somebody like, it's all it, it always it has to keep growing like once you gain some sort of self-awareness you have to it's like working out um yep. yeah you know you start doing crossfit for the first time it like breaks your body down and it hurts and it's hard um and then once you get into the shape of it it's fun you keep doing it and if you stop doing crossfit for like six months and then you go back to a wad it it it's fucking hard you're right. Um, and it's the same thing with, with your mental health and with self-awareness where it's, it's difficult to have those really genuine hard conversations with yourself or somebody else and really break it down, break your muscles down, like break your brain down, analyze it and start building it up. But you have to keep doing it. Like you have to keep talking. You have to keep wanting to improve your brain and improve your intellect, improve your self-awareness, improve your techniques um, and it's, it's like a workout for your brain. Right. Yeah. No one wants to come to terms with the fact that they have weaknesses, right? Especially no. not in this job. Yeah. Especially if you're digging up like yep. heart, like things that you don't want to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it also takes time. It's a lot of patience involved in it, but I'm optimistic with the fact that we're, it seems like military culture is starting to really care about it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like you know, we were talking about, it's just, it's taken over 20 years of war and unfortunately thousands and thousands and thousands of suicides. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think you're, you're absolutely right, man. I think we're finally coming around and hopefully accepting the fact that it's okay to be at a 7 out of 10 on a Tuesday Yeah. in Garrison. Yeah. yeah. But, hey, ma'am, thank you so much for your time. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate it. I really enjoyed this. I know my audience did as well. Uh, Thank you all so much for listening. Fear and Bennett's love you guys.